0: Well, you've done it. you found more podcast with Pastor Gary Mendel and Pastor Alex Norton, where we talk about more of love. We talk about more of life. We talk more about what the Bible says about living this Christian journey. So sit back and get ready for another podcast. Well, hello to all of our faithful listeners out there in
1: podcast world. We're so excited to have you here and uh, you're taking the time to uh, spend with us again as we uh, go over some stuff that we've talked about on Sunday, maybe some stuff that's happened to the week. I mean, we talk about a lot of different things. I mean, we're all over the place. Uh, but this episode will be a little bit different. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna fess up in the beginning because PG is gone on his never-ending hunt to capture the elusive Bigfoot of Canada, and so we're hoping for his success. So you know, yeah, I don't know if you want to pray about it or right. about it. I don't know how you want to deal with that, but hopefully he actually finds him this time and maybe get some pictures. Uh, but in studio, I have with me the only mom in Michigan that created the first Daytona pit crew for changing baby diapers in record time. <laughs> oh, Pastor Amy.
2: <laughs> okay. Thanks. That was an introduction.
1: That's I, I try to put the information out there and let people decide. All right. Okay. And then we also have the only Marvel superhero that you will oh. never see in the movies, but is in every scene as the invisible background track, Pastor Ted. <laughs> <laughs> he's there. You just got to hey, listen for it.
2: That's
3: a good one, man. Yeah,
1: he's there. He's <laughs> there. Invisible. Invisible background track. And of course, you have me, Pastor Alex, the only hot dog eating competitor that was disqualified for hollowing out the franks. So, I did. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I. I thought it would be an easy thing to do. They wouldn't be able to catch me on it. I watched a
2: video me. the other day of somebody using a hot dog as a straw.
1: That's Woof. just disgusting. Woof. That's gross. I mean, it was weird. I consider myself a portly person, uh. but I would not do that.
2: <laughs> no. I like a good
3: Twizzler as a straw. Uh, yeah, I, once in a while. I've done that, yeah. You know, but a hot theater. dog?
1: Uh-uh. No. I've, uh, I'll admit right now that I've uh, actually eaten gravy like soup before, so I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's disgusting.
3: That's what the kids call living your best life right there. <laughs> oh, <Pastor> man. Alex. <laughs>
1: Woo! Yeah. Well, thanks Yikes. for being in the studio, you guys. Thanks for coming up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks I know for having it's us. A long trip from across the street over here yep. and then up, you know, 15 flights of steps to the studio here. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot of things to uh, think about, but the one thing that's been really on my heart and mind lately is that summer is coming to a close very quick. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing pictures on Facebook where people are showing trees that are already starting to change. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that's natural or normal because it seems pretty early for trees to change already, but apparently they are. Have you seen any pictures like that on the internet?
2: I have, but my car registered 93 today. Yeah, Yeah. yeah,
1: still. 93. That's just Michigan, though. Over it.
2: That was hot. It goes
1: all over the place. And then, you know, like last night it was 52 or something. It went way Mm -hmm. down, you know, so. Yeah, I'm done. I'm over yeah. it. I'm just like it's too
2: hot. Did no you you're. T- I like the summer night.
1: You're telling us that you are yeah. at a so point I, in your life.
3: Yeah, I've given up. Like yeah. I I hate wearing shorts, but it's kind of a commitment that you have to make in yeah. the summer, right? So I've committed to sweatpants, shorts at work when I don't
1: have to look professional. I like that. I like and, uh, that. So, when we have today. special guests come to the office, we oh, don't show them that end of the wing. We stay yeah. over on our side. It's like, yeah. look, Pastor
2: Ted's I'm, not in today. <laughs> yeah, Pastor
3: Ted's not here. Well, I have uh, football practice for my boys after work today, so I can just say that I'm dressed for that. But I perpetually look like a gym teacher. I when like that. Show up to now, <laughs> during the week. Uh, I'm just done. I'm over it, man. Yeah. I want to wear pants again. Just so sick of wearing well, shorts.
1: I'm with you because you know a lot of times uh, some of the, even the women in our office they go and exercise and they stay in their exercise clothes uh-huh. and they're in their office and nobody says anything about it. Right. But if you know if you, I show up in my sweatpants yeah. shorts, man. People wonder what's going on. Has he actually given up? <laughs> He's given up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm judging <laughs> <that's> it. it. <laughs> no. I know it's. Uh, I think it's a it's a double standard uh, <laughs> that we need to fix in our culture. I mean, no, yeah,
3: I, I think it's true. It's clearly. True that I'm not going to exercise, so maybe that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's it.
1: I I use uh, gym shorts now. I've I've kind of fallen in love with them. Oh, I, I bought a couple pairs when I was at Life Fest. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I did it because it was just I thought it'd be quick and easy to keep you know cool. Yeah, right. And then I'm like, I actually love these things. Sure. The
2: first time that I saw him wearing yeah. those at Life Fest, he came around the corner, and I was like, What is he wearing? Yeah. And my son was there, and we were like, what do you have on? Why are you wearing that? Because my kids grew up, they were not allowed to wear gym shorts unless they were practicing or in gym or doing anything like that. And so all of a sudden, he's almost 50, and he decided that (laughs) they're appropriate wear (laughs) for Just going about town, and it some was a people buy too Corbett, yeah. for me.
1: Some people buy Corvettes. I wear. <laughs> I move into. The, are you so grocery shopping in gym shorts? I would do it now. Yeah, really? I don't okay. really care anymore because I have <laughs> thought to myself. He
2: also wore a tank top on the same day, which also I've seen was super. This, I've seen
1: this
3: tank top. That is pretty sweet.
1: I, you yeah. know, I, when I walk around town, I see people wearing it. And I'm like, hey, they're doing it. Why right. can't I? He's I do, Just
2: not sporty. Sure. Okay. We we don't have to tell everybody that, you know? (laughs) I did play
1: basketball in high school. Oh,
3: man. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think there's a change, though, like, because I get it with the, you know, I didn't wear, it was jeans and khakis and whatever. Um, It does feel like sweatpants have stepped up their game a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They look a little more together, I guess. The jogger thing looks a little better than just me showing up in jammies, right? Right. Right. That and but yeah, I don't need to be wearing. I so I I give myself the rule of, if it's seventy degrees and over, yeah, I can wear the the sweatpants shorts. It's either that or a room, kilt. Or One or of the that two, I'm not yeah. doing it. I'm not in our
2: house. It. it was it has to be sixty degrees in order to have <laughs> shorts on. And always, Carson wanted to go in the 50s yeah. to wear shorts.
3: Right. To
1: school.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Kids yeah. are weird that way, though, right? They mm-hmm. do have, like, a higher
1: body mm-hmm. temperature, it feels like. I know, yeah. No it's they get, they can do it. And, but yeah. they can do it and it looks cute, you know? It's like, oh, my kid that, you know.
2: Well, and uh, girls have dresses and skirts, I guess. So I guess yeah. boys with shorts. Well, like done. I said, just I be lucky. It.
3: I don't want to wear shorts, but I'm going to do it because it's just too <laughs> hot and yeah. I'm over it. I hate it so Well, much. you know,
1: if you wear, you know, jeans or pants to, to work, it's almost like... Restriction, Like, you can't hardly get up because right. you're sweating so bad. Sure. And everything's sticking to you like Velcro. Well, and we've like been cleaning.
3: That's the other part, too. We've been cleaning out the stage area and yeah. all that stuff next door. And we've been getting, you know, I'm hauling guitars and everything else. And so I'm not, you know. I'm all right with wearing some sweatpants I'm shorts. I'm with you. I'm, j- you know, I'm still
2: judging. Do you guys you own
3: sweatpants shorts, by the way? That's I, like, no, like I do oh, not. No. no, they are awesome. No. No. I,
1: I have learned <laughs> a whole awesome. <laughs> new level of shorts called activewear, <laughs> which are kind of like shiny, stretchy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like oh, you can man. go
2: from daytime to nighttime very quickly with those. So you oh, just yeah. climb into bed yep. with them, climb out of bed, with activewear? and get for the day. <laughs> yeah. Like well, you've given up a little. I have. Like I have given up. Don't do that. Dude,
3: I'm not kidding you. You gotta you gotta get some sweatpants shorts. They're better than gym shorts. I need to. It's more like than wick more comfy. away.
2: So I just ordered a pair of pants that like wick sweat away. Uh huh. I like those. So they keep you cooler. I have a pair of capris like that, so I yeah. do enjoy that.
1: Right. Well, my new favorite pair of pants are the ones that they look normal, but they're real stretchy and you can't tell, right? <laughs> so the material's like Jeez. like <laughs> elastic. Like I bought some whisk away ones at Meyer the other day. Whisk? Is it whisk or with? What is it? Wick away. Wick away. Whisk. Not whisk.
2: whisk? Not whisking like bacon. Well, whisk sounds better like
1: you're whisking the water away like a squeegee.
2: I really do think it's wick away.
1: It is wick. If okay. you're on our podcast and you need, <laughs> can you help us <laughs> with the, if it's whisk or wick? Oh, Make your comment on our Facebook page yeah. and we'll let us know. Um, yeah, so those are nice. Yeah. And, and you, people can't tell if it's fat man pants or normal oh, shorts. Yeah. But you can because you're like, right. oh man! Listen,
2: if it's whisk away, I will buy you a pair. It's, really? It, but it's yeah, not. because I'm super already. confident.
1: Yeah, it's not whisk away. Are you super confident? It depends on if you're getting them from China or Vietnam. No, <laughs> no, it's, no not it's not whisk. Not
2: whisk. You sure? Positive. Okay, All that's right. why I said I'd buy them.
1: Well, I'm okay. um, thinking about summer though. What's the most memorable thing you've done this year um, that you think other people should try from the summer? Your summer activities. Oh man. I mean, there's there's so many things that people. I mean, I've heard people go to different festivals through the year. Well, I mean, things. for me,
2: yeah. yeah, everyone should go to Life Fest. Yeah, you
1: guys Life Fest. Are party Hot with
2: on a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all Christian music. Yeah, that'd the whole be good. Time. Who is
3: the best person or artist you saw at Life Fest?
2: I mean, Don
0: Tabo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Amy. Amy got to see him and shake his hand and yeah. Oh, so yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. He's my fave this year. Last year it was uh, Zach Williams for me. Yeah, Zach yeah. Williams. That was pretty big for me. Cool. I've last got to... year was, da- um, was Crowder for you.
1: Crowder. Yeah, I got to meet Crowder. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great thing. I mean, you're around like what, 15,000, 30,000 people, and they're all there for yeah. concerts, and it's just, it's amazing. You Good, it seem...
2: clean, fun. Yeah. Any kind of genre. Well, there's not really a lot of, there's not country. Christian music. And Wilson. Zach,
3: Zach Wilson, yeah, he kind of knocks on the door. Zach right? Wilson and, williams, and Wilson. First of all, williams sorry, yeah, yeah. The, um, like the Yeah, he southern does, but guy. it's not like
2: super country. Right? What about Kane? Kane's yeah, country. They, I mean, they have the little flair, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I stand correct. What's the other
3: band that does Be do like The country, country a lot? A lot. They're kind of yeah. country ish, right? They're kind they of like 70s bit, rock. Yeah, oh, right. they yeah, yeah. went a little okay.
2: more 70s, yeah. But they're really good. love Yeah, they're Oh my gosh.
3: That sort of seems to be the thing right now, which is sort of fun. Like, be throwback. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's sort of the trend right now, Mm -hmm. it feels like.
2: And they did some throwback on their concert, which was so cool. Yeah. They put on a really good concert this year.
1: But I've got to say, King & Country was amazing because all of a sudden, Dolly Parton shows up. What? Yeah. Right no in the, way. Right in the middle of the concert on screen. Well, like on screen. Oh, yeah. she wasn't there. No, yeah. she was recording. I mean, that I would have been
2: it. cool with Zach Williams last like, year, too. If it almost seemed like she was duet. there because
1: the way she was singing with the song and interacting oh, really? with the artist was like, wow, this is really cool. I know
2: this is not a popular opinion, but I am not a super fan of Dive for King and Country. Oh, oh no. Dolly Parton okay. all day long since I was yeah. a little girl. I can sing <laughs> every song by her. And but not King and Country, not a big no, fan. No, I'm just not a big. I mean, they put on a good show, but I'm just not a huge fan of their music. I can hardly understand what they're saying, so it's really, really tough for me. It's probably their accents. Yeah, so I struggle I a, with it.
3: I have a confession to make. Yeah, that, um, I I love worship music. Yeah, obviously that should be important for the worship pastor. That would be
1: good. Yeah, That's a I given. love
3: love love worship music. But I and maybe it's just the nature of having to listen to it a lot, but like christian contemporary music i just don't know it anymore right yeah does that make sense oh because yeah. you're
2: in the genre of yeah, it's the just work i'm just yeah. it's like and
3: mm-hmm. then when i'm at home it's total dad rock spotify playlist thing right mm-hmm. so yeah but when i'm like at work like, and i like it it's not that i don't like it mm-hmm. but i would be like oh yeah that song from toby mack from 2012
1: yeah right you know yeah. what I mean? that would
3: be like
2: my yeah. reference point <laughs> <Right>. to like <laughs> super old. christian
3: contemporary yeah. like mm-hmm. radio music rather than yeah yeah and again, it. not like all for it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it. I just don't know it. That's why I like to listen to era One. Yeah, that well, that but it, yeah. that's what I listen to typically. It feels like all worship stuff. It though. is, I think it is yeah. basically all it worship It didn't yeah. used to be, though. Right.
2: You know, you know what I really right. like for summer is when XM Radio does Yacht Rock. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite yeah. stations yeah. in the summer. And then Yacht they rock. take it away. Right. It is a great station. It's all
0: yeah. the 70s hits
2: <laughs> and the 80s. And yeah. it's just yeah. cool. I love that station.
1: I, you know, the other day I was sitting on, on the porch playing a little music. I like that too. You know, the old Kmart shopping music. Music. It's oh, you know, like
2: duh, duh, typically duh, duh, not duh, duh, words. Oh, really? I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, my gosh. You don't.
1: Oh, you're it's too like, young. Muzak. It's yeah. like
2: old elevator music almost. You okay. used to Is go it shopping. elevator music.
1: Well, it was a, a whole industry designed just to keep people calm when they're shopping. Really? And so, but like there, you'd go into there, the mall, they would play it. So they're like, tunes
2: something. that you know. But, but they're, they're all done with an orchestra. Yeah, they're all done. So
3: are they like popular songs that yes. like Back are in the day just done? Yeah, so it's like when don't. you go into Hobby Lobby and they redo
1: hymns and contemporary yes. stuff. Yeah, that's sort of like Similar, it. Similar, yeah. but. Right. Okay,
3: but no words.
1: But no words. You instrumental version. Yeah, it's instrumental. You got to think of it kind ah. of like uh, Lawrence Welk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of what it sounds like. <laughs> as <Lawrence>. Anheim steamroller. <laughs> no, that's no. too much. That's, too, that's okay. too good.
2: Too big, too, too big. big yeah. Really?
1: Lawrence Welk. You know, it's that kind and of, and it's
2: Muzak with a Z. Yeah,
1: music right. with a Z. Yeah,
3: was that what they called it then? Called it then? Is yeah. music or so, like yeah. it's now like rebranded? No, no, I
1: don't think they're doing it anymore. It was just like uh. this uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s was a big deal. Yeah. And so you go in the mall, people wanted to stay calm, so they played yeah. this. You know, oh, I get it. I, I totally yeah. can hear it in my head. Yeah. yeah.
3: I'm gonna check it out. That's yeah, Kmart it. had
1: its own yeah. brand of Muzak Really? Yeah. It was. Wow. It was so good. Well, uh, so, Ted, did you have anything that uh, you're thinking of? Man, uh,
3: (laughs) I feel like this summer I was really lame. Yeah. Uh, We did a lot of hanging out at the campground here at church, which is not lame. That was so fun, right? Right. It is Uh, fun. Family camp was really great. Um, I would say this last week has been super fun. My boys have started football practice. That's been a lot of fun. But something we did this summer, yeah, I would say family camp.
1: This Family the camp was really for good. The summer, yeah. yeah. Um, question about the football: uh, Do yeah. your kids have to wear those weird no helmets now that they're, they're making like the, the NFL use? whatever. Yeah. The high schoolers
3: do. Oh, really? But yeah. You, I mean, kids are sixty pounds, soaking wet, and you know they're running not very fast. I've
1: got to say, kind of those course. things are weird. Yeah. I mean, you got a kid that's got...
3: What are they called? They're called the halo
1: or... Yeah, the, halo or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah. For, For concussions. They're super, yeah. They make the head of a player look four yeah. times their size. It's like a mushroom. When oh. it's yeah. going on, yeah.
3: It's helpful, though. I mean, you know, head injuries are real and we want to... That's true. That's true. all that stuff, but... Yeah, yeah,
2: dangerous. I guess
1: in the NFL, you've got somebody running it, yeah, yeah. it's like 400 pounds. Right, and they run fast. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. I have kind of a funny story about yeah. football that you probably don't know. Okay. But in our house, I made a rule that the kids couldn't play... Football because I was scared to death of all the injuries. And so my kids became swimmers since they were very, very young. And they've always swam competitively. Well, Carson was, I think, like seven years old. And he was at school. And during recess, he decided he was going to play football. Yeah. And literally, all they were doing was throwing the football back and forth, him and a friend. Yeah. And it was like the second throw, and it broke his pinky. Oh, my goodness, yep. really? Yep, and that's not that's even one. the drama part. Oh, no. I said, what were you doing? I mean, he came home. That finger was so big. I mean, it was awful, and he was in a ton of pain. And um, he didn't want to tell me that right. he was playing football. Jeez. Oh, and he said, I just, threw, I just threw the football to my friend. And I was like, oh, I knew it. And he <laughs> Evil ended football up going in and having emergency surgery really? on oh, his pinky. Dang. And they had to put two pins in it. Okay. And um, the, the fun, for those of you that know Carson now, the funniest thing was the, doctor, the surgeon said, um, well, we don't have to do surgery. But um, if you're ever going to do anything with technology, oh yeah, you will have to have pins put (laughs) in your your pinky. Because he had said to me, he's like, no, I don't, I'm not going to have surgery. And then the surgeon was like, well, listen, if you're ever going to do anything with technology, and he looked right at me, dead face, seven years old, and he said, mom. That is my life. I <laughs> yeah. have to go into surgery tonight. Yeah. And the doctor was like, all right. Oh, my goodness. 1130
3: Can at
1: you night. Imagine? Yeah. Oh, man. There we go. Okay. He knew
2: what he was going to do with right. his life, and he was like, put the pins in my <laughs> finger. I will suck it up.
1: <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, so, okay. Well, that's a lot of good stuff. For, yeah. For what about you, side. Alex? Yeah, what did you do? Um, well, my, I would have to say, you know, I kind of liked what Amy said about going to Life Fest. I mean, that's always been my highlight because I, I only really have one event in my summer that sure. I look forward to. So that's, that'd be it. It's good. You guys yeah. like do that. You plan it ahead. Yeah. I feel like
3: I didn't do that this summer. You know, I didn't do any planning. And so we didn't really do much outside of, I don't
1: do much planning. She's usually her. All right. Well. Yeah. Cause if it was up to me, I would stay at home. Sure.
2: I mean, I have other highlights too. Mission trips are great too. Right. I mean, we went to Mexico, which was life changing for me. So Mexico was there's good. a lot of things that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it looks I love going. summer. Oh my gosh, I love summer. It's my favorite. But season. do you get
3: to the end of August and it's like, all right, wrap her up.
2: Yeah. Well, I really thought I was going to slow down. Uh huh. I really thought my schedule was going to slow down, and August has been, oof, August has been really awful for me. So I am really ready for that to yeah. stop. So I feel like I've I've just been on like a sprint and I just want to be in a marathon. So I want it to slow down. So I'm hoping once school starts that it's a yeah. little bit better for me. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. And I've always when my kids were in school, I always wanted them out of school you know, towards yeah, May, right. and, and I'm like, let's go. We've got so much to do in the summer, and then in the fall, like, towards the end yeah. of August, I'm like, oh, man, it's time to get back into a yep. a real and, schedule, yeah. stop staying up till 1 a.m. every night, having a good time outside, and I mean, I like those kind of summer nights. Yeah. I like I like the long days. Yeah, those I are I do like that. In Jamaica, that was a little strange because it was, it got dark by 6 o'clock. Oh, like, sure. Like, pitch black dark. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. so I like long, like 9 yeah. 30, 10 o'clock. It stays light. I love that, but I'm ready for it to yeah to be done. I'm a winter guy, just because of the schedule. You're a hibernator, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: I like all the food in the fall, and I like yeah clearly the clothing. We've talked about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like- you like a pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, person yeah. Does too. <laughs> oh
3: no,
1: here we go.
2: He's a pumpkin spice guy. Well, the more
1: you can cover up, the better it is for everyone and myself. So.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Ted, I expect yeah. big things this fall with your clothing. Okay, right? It's fas- fashionista over here. Okay, <laughs> I all do. fall looking.
3: I do. I do feel like my clothing is way better in, in the, the fall. fall. I mean, I don't. I don't like Sunday morning. I'm not showing up like I'm now. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not doing that. But like <laughs> shorts right. sweat
4: shorts. <laughs> uh, here we are. Here but yeah, on.
3: no. The the fall is definitely. My time to shine, I feel like.
2: My time to shine.
1: Do you, you like, think about it and say, okay, this is going to be my fall line this year? Uh, (laughs) This is what I'm going to go to. These are my go-to items for the, and then. But
3: (laughs) I do typically, like, oh, crap, I got to get some new clothes. I've kind of, like, worn these out. And then just, like, you know, buy more than I need of something that probably already looks the same as what I own and whatever. Listen,
2: I got a pro tip for you. There we go. You're single. Yeah. So you might want to start planning out the clothing. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. So if fall is your time to shine, Yeah.
1: make it good. Right now. Okay. No.
2: Make it great.
1: All right. Okay. You can do it. <laughs> There's help on Amazon now. You can, like, let go, it, set up let an it shine.
2: Try before you yeah. buy.
1: Yeah. Try before yeah. you buy. Okay. Well, You're single. You gotta people, let it, yeah, you
2: know, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, they it also have people
1: right? on there to help you figure out what works good for you. Like, you can do all that with Amazon now. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. For people that are single. Oh, I know. All right, well, uh, I wanted to uh, get into an interesting segment based off of what happened on Sunday. Uh, I had a lot of comments um, as to the medications I was talking about. You know, I said that Jesus is Lord over sickness and and how we are sort of a a culture that's into sickness kind of thing. And uh, so I was talking to some people that had some funny uh, comments about some of the things they've uh, interacted with over the years or have heard of or whatever. And it got me thinking about what we... I have used over the years and thought was good (laughs) thought it was helpful yeah and you know it's kind of like um yeah it was kind of like well everybody's like Uh, okay well i guess it's gonna be good it's gonna help us in this so if you're gonna
2: give a list let's just say nobody try this at home no
1: well you can't because a lot of these on the list are no longer available
2: all right great so So like
1: cottage cheese helps you lose weight no 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 this is even better than that (laughs) um Cheetah is is good for you. This is taken from the History Channel, so I'm calling this the History (laughs) Segment on Failed Remedies Over the Years. Okay. This is the segment. Okay. So the first one that was interesting that showed up that was probably – these are all ones that have affected not just a few people, but basically the entire United States at one point. Uh, The first one was snake oil, which we've all heard that term before, snake oil. Well, looking into it, basically it was a bottle of fish oil. Uh Uh-huh. That became popular for all kinds of things, a remedy for everything in the 1800s for things like cancer, arthritis, tuberculosis, yeah. anything. I think yeah, this they is called a, it yeah. snake oil, but it wasn't really right. snake oil. And are they we, were doing that just so people would buy it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So are we looking to step on toes here today with like modern versions of that? We can get to that. What? Yeah, let's do it.
1: But, <laughs> this uh, should be good. Well I thought that was interesting though, but you know, the the people right? they were they basically turned it into snake oil to sell to the Chinese that were coming over. Oh really? That needed it because they worked on the railroads and stuff. Really? And so yeah, that was one thing. Huh. Um, so apple yeah. cider vinegar or oh that's <laughs> or that stuff is Essential legit. Oils. Yeah.
3: I I mean I will say apple cider vinegar does do some things
1: that are What's popular, that but, what's that one chick that was uh Rebel Wilson? She she claims that she lost all of her weight. From apple cider vinegar. Well, if
3: all you're doing is drinking apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Sure.
1: That's what she said. Oh my gosh. I tried
2: that as a diet. This is so hilarious. And you were supposed to drink, like, I think a tablespoon before each meal or something that they told me to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I did it. And by lunchtime, so I only did it for breakfast and lunch. And then for lunch, I made these like awesome spring rolls. And I was sitting there eating them and I was allergic. To the apple cider vinegar, and my eyes were like swelling shut. My throat was like swelling shut. And I said to him, I said, I think something's wrong. I can't like really breathe. And he's like, Bye, I got to go to work. Take like three Benadryl. Oh my gosh. I'm like, What? I think I might be allergic to apple cider. It was
1: kind of like that guy, uh, Martin Short, in that one movie where he's getting stung by bees and he's sitting in the back. You remember that movie? Oh, there's a Martin Short movie where he's sitting in the back and he got stung by a bee and he says, I'm allergic and he's like oh, i'll be fine and then the camera pans away and comes back and his face is all swollen yeah <laughs> alex is
2: like you'll be fine take take like 3 benadryl you'll be good i'm like
1: oh. Oh, i'm itching oh my stuff gosh stuff is
2: not right <laughs> could help
3: you
1: lose weight or kill you
3: yeah We're right i
2: it's do all like good. i will say i do like essential oils a lot
1: oh here we go here it you is you know
2: i do i have an oil for a lot it of It smells things.
1: good it does it smell, smell good. good
2: no but it actually helps oh, a lot. oh
1: geez well, here we go it smells good
2: i love it <laughs> i love a good flower power stuff it's like so.
1: you know hey lord of the rings is the best book what would you say to that probably not. negative yeah right you're like it's all just all who yeah it's not a, yeah okay uh, yeah you know it's okay you d-
3: you know what you're allowed to like apple cider vinegar and
1: uh, essential oils. You can rub yeah. yourself with that stuff and smell like what everything else. What is lemon? Supposedly, zest if and everything you else.
2: soak your feet in apple cider vinegar, it kills fungus and stuff too. But I remember, don't know.
1: snake oil. Snake. Oh yeah, just snake just oil. Sma- snake yeah, oil snake thing. oil. Here it is. That's snake oil. All right, here's <laughs> another one that was popular with families across America: cocaine tooth aid. Yeah, I remember reading what? about this. Before. Yeah, 1984. If you had a child with a bad toothache. You could get oh, for 50 cents a box of cocaine lozenges to take the pain away until either your tooth fell out or you could get a dentist, which was roughly a new profession. At the when time. was this? 18, nine, 1884.
2: Like actual cocaine? Yes. In a box.
1: It was like yeah. Altoids. Right. It looked like an Altoids box. And it had the cocaine tooth tablets in there. And you could put them in your mouth, suck on them, and it would get rid of the pain. Well, of course, you get rid of the pain. Right.
2: Well, when I was in Bolivia, we had Tia Cocoa. And it was yeah. from. Um, it's what they make cocaine from. And so we'd go out and take like a tree limb off with um, some leaves and stuff and steep it and everything for like nausea and headaches and stuff. It wasn't cocaine at that point. Right. But they, um, they <laughs> we <laughs> obviously. We hope so. Yeah, right. She's like, <laughs> but it was supposed to be really good for them. She went to rehab okay. when she came back. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. That's interesting. I've never heard of the toothache Yeah. Thing.
1: It was not just the leaf thing. It was actually refined cocoa. Coca. Cocaine.
2: Never heard of that. Yeah. That's bizarre. It was the drug
1: form. So people were getting addicted. Kids were getting addicted. Of course. In 1884 yeah. to this scary. stuff. Yeah. And Yikes. there was no rehab facilities, but people just basically, once they took it off the market, you just had to suffer until Ugh. you got off of it. Well, wow. That's new. I, yeah. never,
2: I have never heard of that.
1: All right. Here's the last one that I thought was interesting. And these are all from the History Channel, in case you want to know. I didn't. Well. Yeah.
2: We trust it.
1: I trust the History Channel. <laughs> uh, the other one is heroin for headaches. Yeah. What? Yeah, in 1895, Bear Pharmaceuticals, which has given us ibuprofen Mm. and aspirin, marketed a Tylenol-sized... Bear? bear, A Tylenol-sized heroin pill that families of all ages could take for headaches until
3: 1930.
1: What? Yeah. Now, imagine if the internet was available then. I mean, this, this covered a mass amount of people in the United States. Yeah. Do, you,
3: do you feel like we've gotten smarter, though? I mean, I feel like no. we have more information wow. available. I don't think so. What's the modern version
1: that we're doing right now,
3: you know? Well, I mean, I think oh, about, like, crazy. depression
1: medications right. are a big thing now. I mean, they're saying, like, millions, 103 yeah, million Americans are on right. depression medications. And not all of them are safe to take. Like, sure. they all affect you in diverse well, they're ways. Fi- yeah.
2: What's interesting is they put out, we're, like, we're like the only country that they put out commercials to tell you about a drug right. and then they tell you what symptoms they'll take care of. Right. And then you're supposed to ask your medical professional about them. And then you go in and you basically diagnose yourself and tell them what you think you need. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. They don't do that in other countries.
1: Yeah. yeah it's well, weird. Yeah. You do it yourself. And that's, I think that's what I was saying on Sunday, which is kind of interesting. Because some people picked up on it is that <clears throat> we've created a culture like that, right? We right. get on the internet and we become our own doctors, pharmacists, and but then
2: later on, they're finding that some of this stuff has major issues, oh, right? Yeah. So then they put out another commercial that says, "Hey, if you were on such and such from these dates, mm-hmm. this is a big problem."
1: Like, like fenfen, remember fenfen? Oh yeah, loss? for diet. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, there's just I don't know.
1: There was something in there. I don't know. It was like the equivalent to like an it Adderall did, or something. It did hurt. Yeah, heart, yeah, heart yeah,
3: yeah. And there's all those lawsuits and
1: people were having heart attacks. It geez. was mainly women that were being affected by because everyone's taking it mostly. Wow. All right. We're going to take a word from our sponsor, and uh, we'll come back with, uh, well, what I guess, what I talked about on Sunday, because right. I, I can't interview myself. You guys got to help me guy, out the guy, man. That. Yeah. We're going to talk about what we uh, discussed on Sunday, and we'll go to our sponsors. Well, you
0: live in the beauty of northern Michigan, surrounded by pristine water. You take your family
1: and new boat to the lake. The boat launch is packed with people, boats, and trailers everywhere. Well, everyone is in a major rush, and so while backing up, you jackknife the trailer eight times in a span of 40 feet. All the while, the crowd's laughing at you. Sure, you're the captain of your own ship, but people are now giving you the one-finger salute while cussing like sailors about your mother. Well, that's when you need to realize that it's time to remember that you are glad that you have Wilson Insurance. They're fully committed to getting you back on the high seas in style and grace.
0: John Meyer Construction, a proud sponsor of more podcasts, would like to provide just a few helpful tips before you decide to do anything that involves a hammer, drill, or duct tape. Always use a professional; they know how to repair what your husband fixed. If your husband has a VIP room in the hospital, use a professional. IKEA will not make your life better. Ask the pros, and if your husband ever mentions Home Depot, it's time to seek a professional. We want to thank Sean Meyer, Construction, for saving marriages all across northern Michigan.
1: Well, hey, we have Rocky on the phone with us to uh, tell us about the Make God Great Again initiative. Hey, Rocky, how you doing?
4: I'm doing great. How about you, sir?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. Welcome to more podcasts. We're happy to have you on.
4: Oh, thank you. Thank you for the invite. It's, well, it was a definitely a great surprise.
1: Well, we thought we wanted to get some more information about this uh, great event that's coming up. And, uh, well, uh, we just really want to know some more about this uh, this this event that's going to be happening and, and all the things we can expect so we can get the, the word out for people. Yeah, hey, Rocky.
3: Uh, it's Pastor Ted here. It's good to have you on. Hey, I got the opportunity to hear your heart and your vision behind this. Um, the organization, not only just the event, but the organization could you give us the bird's eye view of what Make God Great Again is all about?
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, wow. Basically, I had this dream one day to create this foundation, Make God Great Again, and to secure the name. And I did it. And everybody walks up to me goes, well, what does it do? I'm like, well, I only had the one dream to secure the name. I <laughs> didn't get the second dream. So <laughs> as As things and time went by, I'm trying to figure it all out, and I think I finally did. God has really revealed so much to me as I got closer to him. I spent the last 55 years getting all kinds of certifications, been a policeman, fireman, EMT, Homeland Security, bomb technician, Mm -hmm. hazmat, all those things. The list goes on and on. Wow, that's impressive.
1: That's impressive.
4: Thank you. Thank you. And truthfully, I probably have over 100 certifications. I've ran several businesses currently. We're, we also have a construction company and some other businesses as well. They're doing great. But what I realized, there's a huge purpose for this make God great again. For the last 55 years, I've been trying to make myself great. Mm. And I found out greatness is only reserved for god almighty amen yeah and i had to humble myself and put him first and i realized at times i've made promises and i've broken them and i cannot make any more broken promises to to god whatsoever and i've gone through life and i've had back surgery i've had stomach surgery where i was pretty much all done i mean I mean, I shouldn't be here with the, some of the things that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, God saved my life a year and a half ago with two aneurysms in my stomach. I was five wow. minutes from bleeding out. Wow. And then I realized how many times throughout my life and my career, God had saved me. Mm-hmm. I was trapped in an in, in apartment complex in the basement. With the apartment complex on fire, nobody with me. Wow. I fell through holes in the floor. Oh my when goodness. I look down in the basement, it's all orange. I call for help. There's no one in front of me, no one behind me. I got out. When I was a policeman, officers calling for help, I'm doing 120 in a 25-mile-per-hour zone. God got me there safely. Wow. When I'm chasing somebody down the alley, and I turn them over, and there's a sawed-off shotgun right underneath their belly. God saved me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just once. Mm-hmm. It was dozens and dozens of times. Wow. And I can tell you this. A year and a half ago before that surgery, that aneurysm, I was just breathing air. Mm-hmm. I was dead spiritually. I was dead Mentally, Mm. I was dead physically. I was just walking around. Mm. Again, I spent my whole life trying to make all these accomplishments thinking that I can fill that void with money, with accomplishments, with certifications, with success. None of it worked. Yeah that void was only meant to be filled by God almighty and, Amen. and honestly, and honestly, the way the logo is designed, that's the picture I had in my chest that I had this big hole uh-huh. and the logo, the way it's designed, it fits. When I put my shirt on, I'm like, Oh my goodness. How can this be? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was trying to make it square and it didn't work out, but it worked as a circle and, and, I am growing each day. Each day I'm growing, and God is revealing so much to me. That's Amen. so good, so, Rocky.
3: Yeah. Well, Pastor Alex is wearing your shirt right now, yeah, so he's being a good model for you. Yeah, I yeah. got it on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good-looking logo, oh, man.
4: Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> and the banner, when I've seen it on the church, it yeah. just motivated me cool, to man. even work harder. Yeah, that's awesome. So,
3: so you got an event I, I, coming up, Rocky, right? Yes,
4: yeah. Can you yes. share so about that, too? Yes, um, the event that was coming up, and Ted, you know as well as I do, I had a hard time finding a Christian band for it, Yeah, and I was kind of discouraged, so I fasted for seven days, no food, to gain favor with God, mm. and people were worried about me, and they started making calls.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: On the seventh day, <laughs> we yep. had a band. Look at
0: that, man. That's what I'm talking
4: That's about. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, how can I go 55 years without, you know, putting God first, but you know, it's never too late for anybody. And I I know there's a lot of people out there in this position. So the one way for me to honor God is to put this event through Cool. and I would love to make it an annual event. We want it. Like I said, it's going to be in zone park, Mm -hmm. downtown Harbor Springs, on State Street and Main Street, across from the Catholic Church. That's August 27th. It's between 4 and 8 p.m. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we have Greg uh, Cottrell. He is uh, Northern, Mich- Northern Michigan Freedom Band. He's performing first the first hour from 4.30 to 5.30. From 5.30 to 6, we're honoring some people in our community that volunteer and do goodwill in our community very good and at 6 p.m. is uh, Dave Mead live and that's when we start our faith event from 6 to 8 or whenever we finish yeah yeah
3: yeah that's awesome Rocky I, I really appreciate your heart for our servicemen and women and just the folks who um, serve our community and and all the different ways that they do through fire departments and EMTs and police officers. And certainly, know your family has a long history of uh, servicemen and women in our armed forces. And, um, yeah, it feels you know your heart behind it. And so that's uh, an awesome thing, man. So we're really excited for you, Rocky, and excited to partner with you. That's, again, August 27th this Saturday, starting at 4 o'clock in Zorn Park, downtown Harbor Springs, excited to have a a live worship event right downtown Harbor Springs. So you should make sure to come out. It's a family-friendly event. Invite your neighbors, invite your friends. It's going to be an awesome time.
1: I'm looking forward to it, uh, Rocky. Hey, you know what? We've got uh, three passages around the table. You want to pray over the event real quick?
4: Uh, Yes, and let me mention really quick that the event is free. Okay. And... Every year, we're hoping that we have this event annually, and that it grows and it grows, and yeah. it would always be free. And the foundation will, will provide. Awesome. So Amen. we will back it up one hundred percent.
0: Well,
1: well, let's uh, let's go ahead and pray here. And uh, Ted, would you lead us off in this? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Lord, we're so thankful for Rocky. I'm just so thankful to get to know him and to call him a friend. So thankful that you've called him to this foundation and to to mm-hmm. spearhead this idea of. Um, just drawing attention to who you are in our community. What an awesome responsibility that is. We do pray that you give Rocky all that he needs, give his team all that he needs um, that they need. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we just pray uh, that Saturday would be all that it needs to. God, you be glorified. May lives be changed because of it. May people come to know you as Savior. And um, more than anything, Father, we just pray that that time would bring you glory, that your name, Jesus, would be lifted high. We are so thankful again just to, Know you and to partner with Rocky and uh, the Make God a Great Again Foundation. So um, just bless that time, Lord. Be with him. Give him all that they need. And we just uh, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, yeah, thank amen. you so much for
1: your time, and uh, I can't wait to see the the event. Come on, yeah, Rocky. Yeah, excited for you, man. It's thank gonna be an you. awesome day. All right, in well, August twenty
3: seventh this Saturday, four o'clock till eight o'clock.
2: Bring your chairs. Yep, bring, bring a your picnic.
3: Yeah, yeah. Be a good time together.
2: Blessings on your uh, foundation and your ministry, Rocky.
4: Oh, I, I, and it was never called a ministry, but I can see <laughs> the way it's heading.
1: Yeah, I guess yeah. it might be now. Right, man. Yeah. God's uh, got plans for you, yes, buddy. Yes, it might be. All right. Well, awesome. God bless Let's you, sir. You We're going to let you go.
4: All right. Thank all right, you. See yep. you, Rock. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: All right, so this Sunday, uh, the sermon title was "Remember Who Stands With You," and we just got done with a, a five-week uh, or four-week series on winning the war in your mind um, by uh, is it it's Craig Rochelle, right? Yep. Makes sure, not, Greg Craig Craig Rochelle, and uh, we talked about all different kinds of things. And I, I gave a summary on there about rewiring uh, our minds, uh, reframing our minds, which was probably the most impactful one for me. Uh, Pastor Gary did with the, the frame he put on the TV and was showing different things and how we deal with life. Um, but we wanted to end up the series with the concept and idea that even though uh, we have all these great tools that we can use, that God's given great minds to help us understand about who we are, it still comes down to the one truth, which is we have to have Christ um, as the one who stands with us, that gives us the power to do um, and make the changes that need to happen. Yeah. And uh, the the key verse that we used was Matthew 28, verse 18. Uh, it says, And Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, which I think was, um, I don't know, for me, when I was thinking about the passage and getting ready for the message, I thought it was perfect to uh, think that way. Yeah. Because uh, when you're trying to figure out how I'm going to deal with uh, the issues that I'm I'm facing with the way I think and the battles I'm fighting, um, you can feel like sometimes you're standing alone, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I do uh, sometimes, and I, I need somebody there to uh, to remind me that you're not doing it alone. You're not um, dealing with the evil one alone. And in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, uh, Paul kind of gave us his idea of the power we're facing. He says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So, you know, it's not just uh it's not just uh changing your mind necessarily, that's all it is. We're fighting against somebody that's trying yeah, to take us down, absolutely. right? Yeah.
3: And we're reframing our minds um even in the sense of just reframing how we think about God, you know, that is he the one who stands over all principalities and powers yeah. of this world. Is he the one who has authority in the spiritual realm over every other, you know? And so um Man, I I think you hit a home run and I I think, you know, that set up last week that Pastor Gary gave mm-hmm. us of this idea that we come before the Lord and we reframe our minds to to worship him, right? Yeah. And we just recognize who he is and that is um I mean, in the end that's the biggest battle we face, right? It's yeah. just recognizing who God is and who we are in the midst of who he is.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important especially like when you're you're dealing with this stuff I think the idea for Satan is to get us so focused on the issue and problem that it's hard for us to put our focus where it needs to be. Right. And so when you talk about using praise, praise brings us into this mindset where we make it a priority, a focus for us. Yeah. And it sort of kind of gives us a jump start moving in the right direction. Sure. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, you know, I find myself sometimes getting really consumed by some of the things we talked about, some of the the thinking that you have, some of the the issues of your limitations, uh, some of the things that you feel that uh, you feel guilty of before God, some of the kind of nation you bring on yourself, it almost makes it easy for him, easy for uh, Satan to really bring you down because you you give him all the ammo he needs to right. to make it happen. But you know, like using the things like praise and worship, you begin to start changing your perspective. Instead yeah. of looking down, you look up. Right. So yeah. that's really good. Um. One of the things that we talked about how important this concept is uh, is that in Proverbs chapter twenty three verse seven, uh, I quoted the King James passage: "As he thinks in his heart, so is he." And I think the whole point of that is is that um, when we are dealing with our situation, just like we just mentioned about the focus, um, it does become somewhat of a um, a label, an identity for us, to where even if God's speaking to us saying, "No, that's not not true about you." Um, you can really talk yourself into a bad place, right? Oh yeah. You can really start believing yourself into a bad place. And so we got to begin to start using that free will that we have through God to remember who we're fighting against, remember that we can make those changes, change the way we think and and have a different identity or a different label of what we are. And I, that's why I think it's so important like when you sing songs on Sunday about uh, not just uh, mentioning who God is, but also how God sees us. Right. You know, cuz we got to change Yeah. got to change that script, you know. Right. Um uh, I, I think that's that's something that uh, people don't always see why we're doing it. Like they may ask us why we sing a song like that. Yeah, there's a real reason, right? You know, because you just came in from the outside world, dealing with all the bad junk that you've been hearing about yourself, sure, or about whatever's going on around you, and we have to figure out a way to change that, right? Begin to give you some ammo or some strength to go back out there and think yeah. differently.
3: Well, and I think it it does. And you guys, you know, tell me what your thoughts on this. I, I have a little bit of a I don't know. I'll just say it. So uh, I, it does feel like the self-helpy kind of world that we live in has mm-hmm. has kind of come into the church culture too. Yeah. And so yeah. the thing that I really appreciated about Craig Rochelle's book is it is this platform to say God is the focus, the center. Mm-hmm. He is the changer. He is the ultimate change agent. Um, and here are some practical tools that you can use, you know, to to access that change agent. You know, mm-hmm. um, but one of the things that I think you know, in thinking about the you know this idea of these kind of the little T-shirt statements, or um I don't know, like meme or meme statements, or things you post on a on social media of like you're enough, yeah, right. Like, and so it, on the outside, it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't sound bad, right? Right. But but because of Christ, we know we're not enough, right? Like, right. we need Jesus. And uh, who's enough is, is Christ. And I'm enough through Christ, right, because of his um, death on the cross and his resurrection, that I am made enough in God's eyes. And so I think there is this sort of reframing that we have to do um, within, you know, I think about that with my daughter all the time of just, you know, what are the things that you're hearing and saying and believing about, you know, again, we live in a world of kind of self- Affirmation And, and mm-hmm. I don't know that it's necessarily bad, but it, there is this kind of half-truth to it. Right, yeah. And um, I think especially around the kind of the guru self-help sort of stuff, it gets a really anti-gospel really fast. Oh, yeah. Right? That you're your own savior or, um, what? yeah, I don't know. Can you speak no. to that? Does no, that I, to I think you're tracking? right, yeah,
1: because there's a lot of talk right now in the postmodern Find your room, own truth, yeah. What does right.
3: what does that mean? Find your own truth, right? Yeah, like basically find your own path to right.
1: to what God really is initially wanting to be Lord of, right? right? But you you do it on your own, and you know Paul talks about that over and over again about how there's nothing in ourselves that we can do, right? Uh, we don't have the strength, the power, or the ability to do it. We need His power and strength. What we gave, what we've given people over the last four weeks was not an, an alternative to Jesus. Right? Uh, what we've given them is the tools to understand the battle plan that's coming against us. The, the chinks in our armor, the weaknesses that yeah. are available there. Um, and so that we shore them up, not with our own ideas and our own way of dealing with things, but with the the power of Christ in those situations and realizing that I have to uh, submit, you know, the different uh, issues of my life to, to who he is. Yeah. Because, you know, really the, the whole point of the devil, he's not going to force you into anything, but we do understand that he can tempt us and persuade us uh, to move in a, a type of thinking that's ungodly. right? And so what the end result is, is we find ourselves being vulnerable, having anxious thoughts, yeah, maybe even beginning to be unloving because we're so overwhelmed by the chaos and, and, and pressure of the world. Um, well, sin plagued, I mean, that's one thing that we don't like to talk about in this movement is the idea of sin, right? We just talk about self-help in the sense that we just got to be better people. But really, what we're talking about is an issue of sin, right? There's right. an issue that is separating us from God, not making us a, a, a less of a human in a sense to everybody else. But we're separated from God. That's the important aspect of why we need to fix this. And then being overwhelmed by you know negative thoughts contrary to God, panicking, you know, living in our ruts that sure. Pastor Gary talked about. These are all things that are um, results of the temptation that we allow to have happen in our life. So we've got to be careful. And you know, it's interesting because. If you start falling down this, this path of I'm going to do, uh, do this in myself, I'm going to follow these little tenants and put it on my, my refrigerator and keep telling myself this yeah. phrase and statement, and then you realize, well, I can get it done for a little bit, but then I'm back to it again. Yeah. And so, you know, you just keep running this interesting, you know, hamster wheel and cycle in your life, right. trying to figure out, well, when is this going to be accomplished, when am I going to be fixed? But you're all the while removing the one piece that matters the most which the devil knows is an important yeah. piece, and you take it out of there and you don't have to worry about it then, right? Because yeah. it's not a big deal. And nothing that has been said for the last four weeks is implying any of that. Right? I think what we, what we had was an amazing, amazing instruction on, on the things about us that we often don't think about. Hmm. Like what causes us panic? Why do we feel the way we do about different things? Why do we have a mindset that always looks for the negative and not the positive? Right? I mean, these are all important pieces of information that the church never talks about. Hmm. Right, there was a time prior to this that it was all about Jesus. Right, mm. just the, Jesus was the you know the coin phrase and answer. Yeah, but none of the feelings were talked about. None of my issues were talked about. Why do I feel frustration? How, where does that come from? Yeah, and so I think the devil on that end was having a great time too because nobody was fixing anything. And so you got people leaving the church because nothing's getting fixed. Mm. Well, because when you're dealing with your life without being in the way God intended it, where we work with our emotional ideas, our our mental health with the the cross and what Christ provides that becomes in harmony and it begins to help us move in a direction where we can solve the problems. Yeah. Because I'm not just doing one or the other. That's the power. You put them together, you start having this amazing understanding of of who you are, which is what God has created us to be. That's why the great Shema that's in Deuteronomy chapter 6 doesn't just mention the spiritual aspect. He says your mind, body and spirit, you know. So everything has to be in harmony and as we understand who we are. Yeah. You got any thoughts, Amy?
2: I do. Um, I think in the society that we live in, it's uh, very easy to take the symptoms that we're feeling and cover them up Mm -hmm. with either the drug or the uh, self-help stuff like Ted is talking about. And I think that even as Christians, we can get uh, down that endless loophole of, Trying to take care of it in that manner, whatever it may be, the thoughts that are winning the war mm-hmm. in our minds, right? And so, even as Christians, we go down that path of, you know, maybe not seeking the healing from God that we should be seeking, or um, not reframing it in our mind and going to other people instead, instead of the Lord to help us reframe what we have in our that's playing over and over in our heads and. You know, there's a lot of anxiety that a lot of people say, you know, I have a lot of anxiety. I ha- I have anxiety. I have this, I have that. Yeah, you probably do, but we're not going to the one true source. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's the end all be all for everything, and I'm not saying that drugs are um something that you should never take and things like that. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that to win the war over in your mind, that we have to go to the actual source who created us. Yeah. And and ask him to Take care of those things for us, and 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 reframe it in our minds, and and go after it in a different way, and and know in reality that sometimes I think we get ourselves bogged down. I think Sunday to me was a big eye opener was that we get ourselves bogged down with sin in our lives, and um, I don't think we realize that the sin is there until maybe we're too deep into it. So we're too dark. It's too, it's too bad for us. Yeah. But, you know, the same God that died on the cross mm-hmm. is the one that saved us and still stands with us over all the sin that we have in our lives. Yeah. And so it's, that was a big thing for me. It wasn't just, just because I asked you know, him into my life years ago. But it's, he, that's the same God today that can still restore my Amen. heart and my mind today. Yeah, and so um, that was a big takeaway for me uh, this Sunday. I think that there's a lot of freedom in that mm-hmm. um, and a lot of reframing in our minds that can happen to people if they, if they don't feel that.
1: Yeah. I think you're right because uh, I was just thinking about the passage that Pastor Gary used. I think it was John 20 when, when Jesus is talking to Peter and he's mentioning to Peter, you know, do you love me? I think what we're seeing is this interesting process where God is establishing in Peter's heart the the connection that he wants us to have, right? The issue of we acknowledge the fact, we make a statement. It's not in the statement that Peter found uh, freedom. Right. It was in the fact of who he knew he was talking to, who was mm-hmm. standing with him and saying, what you need to do mm-hmm. uh, is this, you know? And so the questions, even though there are, you know, three of them that were given, it was just a constant, like an affirmation to bring him back to the, where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really love me, if you really mm-hmm. love me, you really yeah. believe who I am, then, then yeah, we're going to move in the right direction. The condemnation you felt for denying me is going to be gone, and I'm going to empower you to do something amazing. And so, yeah, the, the power is not in the statement. The power mm-hmm. is when we put the statement with the person who we're saying, this is where the, the infused power comes from. It's not from me just saying the
0: words. There's so many yeah.
2: times that we pray to God for something, or to help with some situation that we're in, or heal a sickness, or whatever, and then as soon as the prayer is done, we pick it back up, right? Yeah. And we go and we talk to someone again, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, like you yeah. know, this person's so ill, and da 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 da, never going to get better, and you know." And you immediately pick it right back up from him, yeah, Instead of good. just leaving it laying at his feet and trusting that he's going to take care of whatever it is. It doesn't just have to be healing, but it, there's a lot of stuff, right? Yeah that we can give to him and, and, and talk to him about. But then as soon as that's done, we come back to it and we're like, I got this. Don't yeah, you worry right. about it, God. I, I'm going to take care of that now. Yeah.
1: Why do you, you, know, why do you guys think that is? I mean, why, I mean if we've seen uh, advancement in our life, why do you think we continue to come back to the same problem, even though we know it's not going to work, if we keep doing it the same way we've been doing it? Well,
3: I remember reading through the book as a staff and, um, you know, Craig Rochelle talks about that idea of well-worn paths in your brain, Mm -hmm. right? And it is this, you, your body has a autopilot kind of thing. I know that that's true of me, right? So I'm trying to to be healthy right now and I'm, I'm trying to eat well and drink lots of water and, um. It's really hard. It is. Yeah. Right? And it's, there's, I mean, that's a real simple analogy, but I think it works in the sense that you, you know, what's comfortable. You know, what's it, it, even, what's that famous C.S. Lewis quote that, um, we're content with making mud pies in a puddle, but God has a holiday at the sea for us. You know, it's, it's what oh, we oh, yeah. know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's just the thing that we go back to and, um, comfort and kind of familiarity maybe
2: yeah Um, Yeah, and it's hard to make a change right so to do that change it's it's difficult for long periods when we were when the staff was going through this book Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't remember how many people that I would talk to that even if I would say uh, just a phrase they would say oh reframe that reframe that Mm mm-hmm and i started doing that but then it didn't become a practice after we were done with the book necessarily like if you don't hold on to that practice wow, yeah. Yeah. then you're not going to do it right? right but if you have people that are going to catch you on it and i was trying to do it to other people that would you know say things to me or that would come to me for counsel let's reframe that let's mm-hmm. let's think about that differently yeah. let's not say that out loud let's sure. say this out loud and it has to be a practice, the same as every day I get up. And I remember when I got healed from uh, these trigeminal headaches that I would have, every morning I would wake up and say, oh, my head hurts. Yeah. Oh, my head hurts. Yeah. And then when I got healed from it, I literally woke up the next day and I said, oh, my head.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And I stopped and wow. I said, my head doesn't hurt. It was such sure. a normal action for me to get up in the morning And know that my head was going to hurt. And then when I was healed and I wasn't hurt and there was no headache and I started to say it because it was normal. Yeah, right. I caught myself and I thought, what am I doing? Right. I have such a bad habit of saying every day that my head hurts. Yeah. And it did hurt. I did have headaches, I had massive headaches. But then to all of a sudden realize that the Lord healed me from that, Mm -hmm. I was like, Whew, that's eye-opening to me. What am I doing? Yeah. Stop. I have to stop saying the things that I know that he can take care of and do. I know that he can do it. I, it's so much better to say, I know that you can take care of that headache, Lord. Take it away from me. Take it away now. You know, heal me from this today. I know that that is a better reframe in my mind yep. than to just... Accept the defeat Absolutely. of having it, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I have a headache. Oh, my knees hurt today. My, whatever. And you just go down that path of like, this is just our body. This is the way it is. It yeah. doesn't have to be. And the mind doesn't have to be that way either. Right. And so we don't have to go down those paths and we don't have to have the anxiety and the worry and the, all of that stuff. Just cast it all on him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That yeah. is such a good example I, there, the the ability to kind of revert back to what you know yeah. and has been such a part of your history that when the Lord has brought you out of it, you do have to do that work of reminding yourself like there's been healing in my life.
2: Yeah, and and it's a practice. Yeah, yeah. you have to do it as a practice. It's, it's the same discipline. thing as drinking like right. a gallon of water a day. You know, on mission trips we're always. Oh, Telling everyone, you have to drink, you have to drink, you have to drink. And it is a practice. Like, we say it uh, probably a million times during the day. Did you drink? Did you drink? How many water bottles have you filled up? It has to be a practice that we do. And if we don't do it, we get out of practice super Mm -hmm. easy, right? And we go right back into our rut. Yep. That was not the good rut that we chose. Right. It's the same thing as doing um, Bible study and praying every day, you know, reading the Word and... If you're not in that good rut of right. of doing that stuff and you get out of it even for a day or missing church for one week and it's easier to miss church the second oh, yeah. week. It's then it's easier the third week. And right. then pretty soon you're like, why did we go to church? We can just watch on live stream. Yeah, right, right. You know, it's it's those kinds of things in our lives that other stuff takes hold. And it's with everything that we do.
1: Yeah. I like what you just said. That was really good. I mean, that's it, really a really powerful way of thinking about it. That, Well, we, we call them uh, trenches, right, when we move from a, a rut to a trench. Um, and I think that was really um, key, and it's important that you brought that up because there, there are moments that um, we do allow those things to happen in our lives and we move in a direction where, you know, it's, it's so easy to continue on a path that's easiest, right, because even though we call them a rut and it sounds like a negative connotation, you know, the devil's not going to make a rut really terrible. He's going to want you to stay on it, right? He's going to want you to move in that direction for a long time. But he's the one leading, he's the one giving you the direction, right? That's the whole point of it. He's the, you're being directed by the sin self and and Satan, you know, helping you move in a direction where it's to your destruction. That's why you have to jump out and get to the ditch and dig in and, and begin the flow that God wants yeah. in the right way. Yeah, it's an important thing. Uh, we're getting close to the end of our, our podcast. Um we talked about some other interesting things about how uh, what what Jesus stands with us in already right now, the big wins, the big wins for the cross. And we talked about he's uh, Lord of the sin, he's Lord over our sickness, and he's Lord over our habits and hangups. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on those uh, ideas that were brought up on Sunday? Yeah, I, I just think that
3: there's this, there's a temptation to feel like that that's kind of elementary and mm. that, you know, we just. We know that, right? But man, oh man, is that important for us to remember that. And, you know, to be able to celebrate that in worship and to be able to hear about it through the preaching of his word and just, you know, championing the fact that this is why we are in this building is because Jesus is who he said he was, right? He is Lord of all. He is Messiah, Savior, King, and Friend. Um, And we can trust in him.
2: And And that's um, that small. No. It's huge. And so we do take it as a. an easy thing yeah. but it's way bigger right. when you look at it uh, from a different perspective like that, that yeah. it may seem i forget the word that you used but um elementary element it may seem it's elementary my bit, my but for the literally yeah, right. i like that it's <laughs> one not. gospel book for you the other thing i was thinking of too was the trenches um, I think of the military going into the trenches, right? They go into the like a trench for like safety. They kind of hide behind it. That's what kind of I see yeah. when I picture it. May not be right, but um, but we don't have to stay in that trench that we've built. We can move out of that trench and go to a different trench for a different yeah. type of movement, right? So, yeah. if we're not growing in this trench that we're in, we need to step out of it and move into something else. Yeah, yeah. a different trench. Like, that's okay. But the same story, the same phraseology, you know, the elementary belief is that he is Lord. He is Lord of all. Like, we take that to the next trench, and we do something different in our lives to make it better and to realize that this is who he is in our life. And then we go to a different trench, and we grow in that one, and we grow in this one. And, yeah, that's just what I see Hmm. when I think of the trenches and the ruts.
1: Yeah, I I was— uh. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about, uh, it was so funny because the, the guy who was doing the instructions talking about the difference between trenches and, and ruts, and he's like, a runt uh, is not where you want to be because it's going to lead you into a battle for your life, but a trench you can dig in, you can hold ground. Mm-hmm. And he was making that, that comparison, and I thought, that was interesting. because yeah, right. Just because we'd been talking about this, I'm like, yeah, a rut does. I mean, a rut is because it's well-traveled by other people who have done the same stupid thing, yeah. And well, you follow true. along, you get to the same yeah, end right. result, which is their your defeat or whatever. And it trenches, you dig in and stop the process. Right. right, right. right. I'm not gonna let it happen anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah. that's that's brilliant. Yeah, that is. Why didn't we put yeah. that in the book? You know? Right. But uh yeah, it was good. Um, well, I just wanna thank you guys for coming up to the podcast today. But we we got a lot of good discussion going on Yeah, out thanks for I having me. I mean with we we were here. Yeah. So um Next week uh, is uh, Pastor Matt preaching. Oh right? yeah, yeah, he's gonna be preaching. I'm not he's, really sure what he's preaching because he's, he's back. Be, yeah, from, he's, he's gonna
3: have all kinds of mountain analogies. Oh, he's oh, gonna, oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I wonder, he, tons, I
1: wonder if he. I wonder if he grow a longer yeah. beard by then or
2: mountain man. Yeah,
1: mountain man. Yeah, be like, hey <laughs> Call Pastor Gary, we found the Sasquatches right here. <laughs> Pastor Matt has been shaving for a couple weeks. Uh, but thank you again for uh, being on the podcast with us, guys, coming up to the studio. And, uh, well, we just want to say we're just always praying for you. Thank you. And if you ever get a chance to uh, leave us a comment, you can do it on our Facebook page now, or you can do it on one of our podcast platforms. Just let us know what you think about the, the episode. Make sure you share it. Because the more times we share it, the more information we can get out there. And, of course, you can tell it's not just always about our church. We talk about everything. And uh, we have a good time together. And you never know who's going to be here. Uh, so always stay tuned for the next podcast. And I think this is podcast number 23. Wow. Awesome. I mean, that's 23 weeks that's of podcasting great. so good far. Work. So, we're yeah, we're doing
0: pretty good. So, again, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Well, you've done it. You found more podcasts with Pastor Gary Mendel and Pastor Alex Norton, where we talk about more of love. We talk about more of life. We talk more about what the Bible says about living this Christian journey. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
2: This is a St. Jude moment. Ashton was a high-level athlete, and in an instant, your world flips